Howdy, folks, and welcome to the Hunting Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and uh, I want to first off start this episode off by apologizing. I missed last week. I didn't put an episode out. Uh, that is on me, and I'll let you know why. I'm actually, uh, I've taken a new job as far as my day job, and so there's a transition of technologies and things I lost there. Uh, also, I'm moving from Colorado to Texas, and so things are a little crazy. But that being said, I want to get back on track. Um, hopefully, over the next few weeks, I can maintain, but if not, I promise that once I get my feet squarely settled in Texas, uh, I will be uh, making sure that I'm not missing any episodes. We'll be right back on track. Uh, but that's enough of that. Uh, now, to the episode today, we have a good one for you. We have Manuel Graderon and Luis Gonzalez of the Elk Bros, also of the Venezuelan Mafia, if you are familiar. Um, they're characters, man. These guys love each other and they love to hate each other. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, we had a lot of fun on this conversation. And uh, hopefully with me moving to Texas, I get to uh, get a lot more of these guys in my life because they are fun. And I've actually been inducted into the Venezuelan Mafia. Uh, so that being said, guys, I'm, I'm going to cut it there. Let's just get this thing started. Let's let Louise and Manuel tell you their stories. All right, guys. Welcome to the Hunting Stories Podcast. How are you both doing? Doing great, man. It's quite the honor to be here. Thanks for having us. Oh, I don't know about that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I figured I- I've had uh, one other episode with two folks on it before, but that was a practice run for you two because I knew that I had to get you boys on here together. Yeah. Um, and so let's just kick this thing off. Let's just let's kick it off. Why don't you guys start by introducing yourselves? And Manana, why don't you go first? Absolutely. But I have to tell you, Michael, thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you for inviting me. Uh, uh, but I thought it was, you know, be more interesting without Luis. So, <laughs> but now he, since he's here, well, I have to do my best. And uh, <laughs> well, thank you, bro. Thank you for for inviting me and uh, inviting Luis. So we're honored to be here. And I, uh, and and part of uh, our journey start uh, on. I mean, several years ago. When my wife uh, told me, "Hey, I got a cousin. He he's a professional hunter," and I uh, he never used the word the professional. <laughs> <laughs> it's a loose he's term. Up the home, and I was back then. I was I was hunting in a public land uh, by myself. Uh, I went online without any guidance and purchased a uh, you know like medium level bow <laughs> and. Uh, and now I, I start hunting, you know, right off the bat. So I, I, I after two years, my wife told tell me, "Hey, call my cousin. He's a great hunter." And I said, "Anna, please, uh, I don't like going to woods in the woods without with, with people, you know, making noise and noise and, and and all stuff. And I like hunting, you know, by myself and." I don't know why she convinced me, and uh, all of a sudden I grabbed the phone and I called Luis. Hey, uh, I'm your uh, Anna's uh, husband, and uh, she's you know kicking my ass to call you, bro. So <laughs> nice to meet you. So <laughs> did you hunt with a bow? And he goes like, no, but I uh, I would do it. And and uh, well, turns out that we were extremely close, and back in Venezuela, he we went to the same. Uh, high school and we were oh, wow. we were really close to meet down there but we didn't so uh were you guys in the same like class or a couple years apart so we were in apart. the same 
high school a few years apart, but the thing is we all share recess at the same time. And right. we have a lot of friends in common and gotcha. even family in common to the point he married my cousin and I had never, never met him. So as you know, back to introductions, we both grew up in Venezuela. Okay. Um, uh, I came to the U S the first time in 98 and I'm sorry, 97. And uh, I was an exchange student in Oregon. Then I did school in West Virginia. And then I started working in West Texas. Then I went back to Venezuela for a little bit and then came back to the States um, and kind of worked in different states. But, you know, same as Manano, we kind of both grew up hunting when we were kids. Now, I got to say my level of hunting um, was not as intense as Manano's when he was growing up. Mine was kind of once a year, twice a year. Uh, we camped by the side of the river um, in the Venezuelan plains. No, nobody's perfect, bro. <laughs> in the in the Venezuelan plains, uh, you know, fishing, a lot of fishing, uh, peacock bass fishing, and uh, um, deer hunting, and a lot of uh, capybara hunting. Okay, um, but uh, the deer so in Venezuela, I would think that those wouldn't be all that yeah. tough to hunt. It, well, I mean, I don't know, Manana, you you probably have more experience. And, and, and javelinas, a lot of javelinas down there, okay. too. Yes. But, uh, we, hunted, we, we hunt javelina with dogs and uh, capybara as well. But uh, okay. it's, a, it's the biggest rod in the world. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's good meat. So we considered it white meat, right? Huh. And uh, so it, it was uh, – that was kind of my childhood uh, – Pretty similar to Manano's. Uh, I know his hunting was way more involved um, based on the stories we've shared. Uh, he was with his dad. I was with my stepdad uh, growing up. But I've always had a, you know, a passion for the outdoors and hunting and fishing. However, my job kind of didn't really allow me to exploit that. And as I came to the U.S., I... Until I became a, a, an actual resident, I couldn't own any type of guns or anything like that. So I started sporting clay shooting and doing some of the okay. stuff with borrowed guns and then bought a rifle and started rifle hunting uh, for a short time. And that's when Manano contacted me, right? And he's like, hey, man, you know, I, I do bow hunting, right? And I was like, yeah. well, uh, I can I can give it a try. And then at the same time, I, you know, Gilbert and I kind of worked in the same industry and, and Gilbert invited me to a couple rifle hunts and he kept on telling me, it's like, you got to do bow hunting. It's a different deal, man. You're going to love Michael, it. Michael, I saved him. <laughs> I saved him. He, so he, he, he thinks, almost... he thinks it was him, but really it was Gilbert. Okay. okay. Oh, so yeah. That's okay. Uh, yeah. Gilbert. Okay. But now anyhow, so between the both of them, I was like super convinced. I was like, okay. I call him when he thought I wasn't going to do it. Right. So I told him, I said, okay, yeah, I was you, you tell me, you I tell me rude. what I need to get. I was like, well, you need to, you need to get you your license, your permit for this public land because hunting, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Hunters, yeah hunting. I had the hunter's education, but I needed the, like the, the permit for the land and all oh, that yeah. stuff. And I said, okay. So one day I surprised him. He wasn't expecting it. I was actually at the bow shop and I called him and I said, okay, dude, which bow do I get? And he's like, whoa, whoa, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I'm here at the bow shop, ready to buy a, uh, ready to buy a bow. Which one do I yeah. get? So um, I got the I got the no-cam HTR. 
No, the no camp HDR back then. Yeah. I got a super yeah, right. good deal. How long Not ago was bow. this exactly? Huh? How long ago was this? Did you bought your first bow? This was probably seven years ago. Okay. Do you still have that bow? Yeah. No, no, no. I uh I traded that one in. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I've had I've had four bows since and I and I have two of those four now with me. Okay. Um so I went uh I took that bow and then showed up at Manano's place one night. Uh we never met in person, but you know, the next morning <laughs> Uh, you know, I said hello to my cousin and, uh, we, I stayed at their house and next morning him and I went to the, went to the public land and, uh, it was quite, it was quite, it was funny because when we got there, um, he, you know, I, obviously all this anticipation about hunting with a bow and I had been practicing a little bit, but I had no clue. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh. He's he's been telling me all these stories about all these animals that he's been seeing, the deer, the hogs, and oh, there's so many hogs and blah blah. And I'm like, I'm I'm just thinking I'm walking into a freaking zoo, right? <laughs> and uh, when I get there, I tell him, like, Toe, dude, how many how many hogs have you killed and how many deers have you killed here?" He's like, "Oh, actually, well, I I've shot a few, but I, I never really recover any." I'm like, "What? <laughs> you, you've never recovered an animal?" And he's like, no, but, you know, there's a lot and, you know, I've had some good shot opportunities and long short um, that weekend. uh, We were there for three days on Sunday on our way out from the woods. um, We saw a group of hogs and they kind of went underneath some pine trees. Manano got on his knees and he drew and took a shot. And shot this hog and they all kind of spread out running. Couldn't really tell where they went. And he's like, man, I'm sure I hit it. Uh, it was quartering away. Um, so he kind of started quietly getting in to see where the shot was. And I started kind of going the other way around. And as I'm going the other way around, I actually found the hog right there by uh, by my feet, like as wow. I was going around. So I was like, hey, man, he's like, what? He's like, what? He's all quiet. I was like, Manano, come here. He's like, quiet. Don't talk too loud. Just come here. Come here. And he, when he got close, I picked up the hog. And he's, he just couldn't believe it. Man, his eyes got this big. We yeah, were high-fiving and jumping yeah. and, you know, hogging. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, this was the way it was supposed to go, right? But for him, yeah. like, it was like two years in the making, right? That's amazing. And, <laughs> and, uh, and then I was just messing. So it was hilarious because all the friends we have in common, uh, when he started posting the pictures, the friends were like, "All of them." Oh yeah, Manano. Yeah, no, we know how no. it is. You've been hunting for two years and never kill anything. All of a sudden, you go with Luis, and now you kill something, and now you're saying you shot it. Man, Luis is too nice of a guy. He probably <laughs> killed a hog, and he's just letting you show it off. And uh, and Manano's like, "Man, I swear it was me. You wouldn't believe it." So uh, yeah, that, that was, was that was the beginning of a great friendship that yeah. you know lasted since and yeah. uh, hopefully but, for but many more years. Remember, Luis, remember that day when you uh, that was the first day that you shot a hawk right out of the out of the <laughs> gate. I mean, yes. we we went into the public <laughs> land and we walked not even not even hundred yards. Yeah, it was fifty yards. That's all we yeah, walked in. And, uh, and I, I was in the truck. 
yeah, yards in? from the truck, yeah, 50 almost. yards yeah. into the public land from the truck. Yeah. And I had, uh, I guess, two and a half years hunting there. And I, I mean, I didn't see a hog before close to the gate. I mean, it was in the gate, actually. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I said, you, you're you going to be a good hunter, bro. You got, you know, you got blood. <laughs> you got the, 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 what it needed to be a hunter, you know, they're like yeah. a, like a magnet for animals. So there's a lot of, there's uh, a lot of skill involved with hunting. There's a lot of like perseverance involved with hunting, but I believe that there are just some lucky dudes. <laughs> right? Absolutely. I know a couple absolutely. that just put an animal down with every tag they've ever had. Yes. I'm not yeah. one of them, but maybe that's you. Cause... Look, and, 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 no, and listen, but... I, I hear I hear Joe saying, I don't believe in luck. You make your own luck and all of that stuff. It's like, I get that. I get yeah. where he's coming from as far as, you know, doing the homework, you know, doing the due diligence, be as prepared as you can be, Absolutely. minimizing your your um, your potential for f- your your failure Failures. points. And, and, and right. so I get all of that. But look. At some there's there's some divine intervention that you know I'd rather have on my side. We, we had it this, this season. <laughs> yes. We had yeah, it. yeah. I'd rather have That's that awesome. on my side, and 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 yes. so I you know do I believe in in luck in that aspect? I do. Uh, yeah. I do. I mean, well, some, yeah, it was lucky. God. It was God that that made you miss that you know L that or that yeah. bro. Yeah, what Manano is talking about is. Uh, we were in Colorado, uh, not Colorado, New Mexico this year, and it was a super tough hunt, and the blowdowns in the mountains were crazy. So yeah. we had to, we went on a hike, and when I tell you on a hike. Well, that was the toughest yes. hunt that I, I mean, for sure, With I mean, in the United States, my toughest hunt in the yes. United States. In Venezuela, I had several, but this one was you know, top five. Yeah. Top five. It was just because of the difficulty of the terrain, the duration. It was a whole day and and the it. danger of of I coming down skating. the hills with yes. all these blowdowns and how steep the mountains were. And, uh, I mean, it was borderline dangerous. I mean, I was – we were I worried. I was worried about it. At some yeah. point, right? I got, I got into got... some terrain like that this year as well, which is funny because on the opening day in Colorado, I fell, compressed a disc in my back, and it hit me Ooh. three days later. So, like, I went two days later, you know, did 13, 14 more miles, and was we, we got to this area where we knew there was a bull. We're like, there's no way we can get in. There's no way we can get in there without him knowing. And, and so we're like, let's just bail out of here and try and call him from the bottom. And so we're bailing out and we're like, this is the worst downfall we've ever seen in our life. We made a huge mistake coming up here. Um, and we were worried about getting hurt the entire time. Got out and then end up the injury from two days before is what took me out for the rest of the season. So uh, I missed all of archery yeah. from that fall, which was well, nothing. Like literally the smallest fall I've ever taken in my life. But that's the thing, man. That's that's how you know bow hunting is right i mean it presents all those challenges i mean mm-hmm. you know we we had a hunter with us this year um man he he got injured pretty much the the day before he started hunting with us uh Oof. with his knee his knee got locked up and then he had to battle through his injury throughout the whole time but anyhow going back before we go down the rabbit hole of that actually let's going, go back one more yes. you guys jumped right into it your names, you guys are part of, <laughs> we got Luis Gonzalez, Manuel yes. Um, Hope I pronounced those correctly with the yeah, you did. Elder Perfect. Bros. 
as well as the Venezuelan mafia. And that's who we're talking to here today, guys. We just, which I, I, this, you know, this happens all the time where my storytellers just get so excited to tell their stories. So it's completely normal, but now let's jump into it. Now that the people know who they're actually talking to. (laughs) Yeah, man. And so, uh, and just to clarify, there's a leader of the Venezuelan mafia and that's me. (laughs) Uh, Manano is the lowest ranking member of the Venezuelan mafia. And we have acquired Mr. Scrogan, as yes, you know, one of our elite members now, uh, way <laughs> above Manano uh, by any means. <laughs> and, and for the record, everyone, I do have Venezuelan heritage, so I do technically yeah. qualify. It might Absolutely. be seven generations ago. Hey, but hey, that that individual you're, you're close in the, closer than Joe and Beto. That's right. <laughs> and and my my relative was president of Venezuela, so that got it gives me a little bit of extra. Yeah, Joaquin you know, Crespo. Yeah, gives me a little bit of extra street cred. Yes, well, sir. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so um, there, we jumped off track, but let's get back to it. Your, yeah. Uh, so, so on that hunt, man, um, we we definitely made it to a place that was beautiful, right? I mean, and um, Joe was calling and calling and calling, and all of a sudden we're on one side of the ridge, and then as I'm looking to the other side of the ridge at the bottom where it meets it meets uh, to an open field. I saw an elk and I tell them, I was like, hey, there's an elk down there. And, uh, and they're like, where they, they couldn't really see it. Right. It was kind of hard to see. And then I kind of pointed out and I saw it was a big elk. It was a big, um, mature elk. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't tell how many points he had, but, uh, he, he went off and I said, no, man, he's gone. So Joe kept calling and all of a sudden then we saw, and at this time they both saw them. We saw two of them go by. And I'm like, man, they're they're going, they're down there. So Joe decides that we need to kind of go along the ridge and see if we can catch the wind right in order to get down and actually get closer to those elk. And as we're walking, this elk, young elk, uh, he's probably a four by. Uh, he was just running up the hill towards where we were. And Joe sees it, and so he tries to duck. We're behind some bushes. Manano's coming. So Joe's in front of me. I'm in the middle. Manano's behind me. And then as we realize this, we all kind of stay quiet, and and Joe keeps on calling. And it seems like the elk is going to go, like, in front of Joe. Then he kind of hung up in the middle between Joe and myself. So if that bull made a right, I was going to have a shot. But he made a left and kept coming up. Then Joe was going to have a shot. And Manano was like hung up right behind this big pine tree. So he just picked up the phone and started recording, right? And so long story short, this bull tries to leave a couple of times. Joe calls it back and eventually comes to where I get a shot. I had to work my way below a branch and get on my knees and draw. And it was a downhill shot, steep angle. and I had ranged, like as 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 that elk was coming, I I was able to range a juniper and a pine tree, and kind of get myself a mental map of where the shot, you know, where the elk was going to come in to kind of understand the distance. And uh, man, when the elk got behind the pine tree, I drew, and the moment I drew, in my head, I heard Beto say. And if you're shooting downhill, you better go with a lower pin because you're going to shoot right over that animal, right? Because that <laughs> happened to me with a mule deer back in so-and-so and so. 
And I'm like, oh, crap. But it's amazing all the things that go through your head the moment of the shot, right? So I'm like, oh, crap. This elk is about 30 yards. I'm going to go for about 20 or 25 yards because I'm shooting downhill. And boom, I let the shot go, man. And I just like my heart sunk as I saw that arrow just, and I shoot heavy arrows, right? So, I mean, my pin gaps are a little bit more spaced out. Yeah. So I saw that arrow just, com- it was going dead a line where, where I wanted to shoot it uh, a little bit behind the crease. And actually, no, I take that back. He was quartering towards, so I was shooting kind of right in the middle of the shoulder. And that arrow continued to drop, 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 drop. And I saw it just graze the front of its brisket as it was spinning. It spun to the left and ran away. So I completely missed it. And my heart sunk, man. I'm like, I turn around and I tell the guys, no shot, no, no hit, no hit. And I just couldn't understand it, right? So I was just like, so I felt like crap, man. I'm, because we, after such a huge hike, you know, you feel like you're letting everybody else down. You know, yeah. you had an opportunity no, to shoot. No, no. I wasn't <laughs> down. I was extremely happy, bro. I, just, I was calculating <laughs> the distance to the closest road. It it was like three miles of a hike oh. like this steep. <laughs> He's like, thank God, thank God. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. So that well, realization came afterwards. Came afterwards. When, yeah, when because after the shot, right, I'm there. I mean... Don't get us wrong. We're all excited about having had the opportunity and all that stuff. And and then, but, you know, internally, I have to figure out what happened, right? I mean, that's just my nature. Yeah. It bothers me not to understand what happened. So after giving it a lot of thought and then watching the video and watching the uh, my GoPro camera and everything, I realized that right after the shot, I say, I shot it for 25. And I say it, I vocally say that. I'm like, oh, that's what it was. Now, at the moment, I didn't remember that all of that went through my head. But then, you know, watching the recording, I was like, that's what happened. So my rangefinder automatically adjusts for oh, no. angle, for inclination. Yeah. And I forgot about it, right? And I just ranged and then saw 30, it's downhill, I'm just going to go for 25, did and your own math, and it had already done the I math did, for you. I, so I basically overcorrected, and yeah. uh, but then you know after we kept on hunting, and the hunt just got rougher and rougher as we kept walking through this maze of trees, dead trees, fallen trees, live trees that were down. Well, it was that, yeah, yeah. It wasn't uh, you know down down. It wasn't dead falls. It was yeah. blowdowns. Blowdowns, which we which we re- learn about it. it. It's not a dead tree; it's a live tree going down. I yeah. mean, branches, the whole tree. That that was the toughest hunt in my life. Imagine the whole know. side of a mountain. Imagine a tornado of the whole side of the mountain went by and took every single tree out from the root. Yes. Uh, threw them all up in the air and then just let them land whichever position they you know however they uh, landed that's uh, what is the that from was. wind is that does yes. it cause it's some a, wind or is it like an avalanche maybe no i think no. i think it's some some really extremely strong they, wind Luis, phenomenon they Whoa. call it we don't make microburst it. yeah yeah microburst huh they they 
but I don't think the microburst has the ability to do it in such a big scale because it wasn't just one mountain. It was almost every mountain in certain sides. Um, yeah. So, and the locals called them the Widowmaker storms. God, yeah, I believe it. Incredible, incredible, bro. Yeah. It's, so, it was horrible. That's when, that's when Joe said, when we got back to camp that day, Joe said, um, I talked to God today. And we're well, like, what do you mean? Well, wait a minute, Liz. Yeah. It wasn't, I realized, I realized about it when we were on that specific point where you said, Hey, okay, we, we got to the, we were like jumping, walking on top yeah. of a dead of live trees down, yeah. like, yeah. you know, skipping branches and stuff. And then we got to the little, little, uh, the side of the mountain and Louis go like, and I said, we made it. And he goes like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we are on the, southern part yeah. so we are turning on that <laughs> yeah. curve to the western side yeah so i i i'm telling you it, it'll be horrible and i goes like yo i said okay let's see <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when yeah. we when we turn not only that that road was blocked completely completely blocked but steep the yeah the angle I don't know. I, I'm not exaggerating, but I guess it was like at least 50 degrees. Jeez. I'm telling you, like, and and I and I start, you know, ranging down downhill, and I range right right on the on the on a big rock on the creek. It was like 600 yards, like this this way, and that's and compensating the, with angle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but 50, 50 <laughs> degrees, at least, yeah. at least, I'm telling you, bro. And I said, I remember I said, yo, okay, here's where the, you know, man and child have to, <laughs> have to do it by themselves. Yeah. And every man on their own at that yes. point. It's yeah. just like wherever you find your best route, that's the route and, everybody and wanted then to take. We bail down, and uh, as soon as we start going down, then I, 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 was, I was scared. Because it was getting dark, yeah. um, we split it, which is not, not the, please don't do it. I mean, we yeah. split it, and it, it got to the point that they couldn't hear this guy. And I, uh, I took a, an easiest route, an easier route, but it wasn't the easier route. And I, uh, you know, I was I was doing like Z's, like this yeah. way, zigzagging, kind of switch back. Yes. Uh, and uh and I and I keep ranging it like 550, 520, <laughs> 20 540. What I just went backwards. <laughs> yeah. My lord, man, it was uh, yeah, it was it, tough. It, it, so when 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 Joe when Joe say I spoke to God today, and we're like, what are you talking about? I was like, Yeah, I was pretty upset, man. I was like, man, you know. What is going on? Why are we in this situation? Why is this so freaking difficult? Why are these mountains so tough? Why? I mean, this is dangerous, God. What is going on? You know, are you going to help us out? And God responded. And we're like, well, what did God say to you, Joe? And he said, who do you think deviated Luis's arrow? (laughs) Yes, bro. (laughs) Because imagine all of that. Trying to pack out an elk. 
Oh, no we, thanks. Yeah. Impossible. We, it was either leave the elk behind, uh, which would have been we, we acceptable, so, or yeah. two, potentially uh, hurt ourselves or get killed with. I mean, it was hard enough as it was with our packs and our bows. Imagine with, with the, additional meat on our backs. With the bow, yeah. it was hard. That's what I'm yeah. Even with the bow. And, and, yeah. and look, we are skipping so many details of yeah. that particular hunt <laughs> because of the time. But uh, we, after Luis shot that elk, I said, yo, hey, uh, I'm looking here in the, on, the, uh, on the maps that we're going this way. I, I don't see any route. I don't see any trail. I don't see anything. And we are getting, you know, farther away. And, and, and I said, be, to to say this to Joe, you have to you have to pick the words. You know, you have to <laughs> you yeah. have to choose the, <laughs> the right words. And I said, hey Joe, I I think we have to you know take this route and get closer to the to the route that we came in. And he was like, no, no, there's a I think there's a route there, and we can do such and such and such. But uh, I I guess he he realized it about and he realized yeah. that there's I mean there there haven't any 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 route to get to the point that you know he he was counting on to to get to a certain road and call call him the phone and you know get yeah. picked up. So did did Joe yeah. scout the area beforehand, like before that widowmaker burst or whatever you guys call not, it? Not not that not on foot, right? I mean no. it it was mostly e-scouting, right? And yeah. I was actually gonna comment on that. So you know that's a perfect segue. Uh nowadays, I mean we use Onyx base map and all those applications on the phone, right? When you yeah. set them up on airplane mode, it still tracks you. We track so we track all our routes. It makes you a bit a bit fearless as far as hitting the woods, feeling confident that oh, yeah. as long as you have battery backup, right? Uh, Beto <laughs> can speak about that. But uh, as long as you have battery backup, you can find your way back, right? I mean, it's it's it, it gives you that additional level of confidence but um the 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 trick this year on this hunt was the unknown of where the blowdowns were yeah because right. we just didn't know i mean they will just and they wouldn't show on the pictures and you couldn't tell really using the um the the maps that you downloaded on on your applications so it was like you you would think that the straight line would have been an easy path, and it turns out that 200 yards, which happened to me and Manano, took us two and a half hours. God, 400, right. 400 yards. 400, 400 yards. yards took us two and a half hours. That's you awful. Know, so, and um, but yeah, it, it was it was there were a lot of learnings on on that hunt, and yeah. uh, to speak to the like the the phone apps. I, I came back on Tuesday from a late season elk hunt, rifle hunt. Um, and man, my I was like looking at this green map on my phone, being like, oh, this is so great. And then everything's white and snowed in and you couldn't drive all this road. <laughs> I like, this is only like half of the information that I need. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, getting your boots on the ground is important, you know, if you can. It's, it's very important. It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's a lesson learned. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Here's a, here's oh, a funny. It, actually, I have two stories that you guys have told so far, and I want to tell some stories of my own if you guys don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the first absolutely. one being, and this is just a little snippet of my hunt that I just got back from, so I got to tell it. I went with my my hunting buddy, and and he'd never done this November hunt, and it's November fifteenth, so it's cold. Um, I think the high while we were there one day was forty, but every other day was below thirty. Uh, just <sighs> just cold days. We're camping. Uh, we got our little wall tent, and the first night, his zipper snaps on his sleeping bag. <sighs> oh, no. Yeah, and so I'm like, hey, I've got this extra puffy, like, you know, suit that you yeah. can wear. And I'm like, I'm literally just laying on a wool blanket. You can have it. He's like, no, no, I'll survive. I'll survive. And he just was like, he's, t- he's too Shivering. tough. He was too tough, yeah. and he wouldn't take any of my assistance. Um, and he did that. And then the next night, he's like, okay, I'll take your puffy suit thing that I used for blasting. <laughs> and so he does that, and he's still too – and I'm like, take the wool blanket. He's like, no, no, I'm not going to do it. And he's like, oh, okay, the next morning, he's like, okay, I got to go to town. <laughs> I got to get a sleeping bag. So we drove to town. We had to spend a half a day driving to town to get him a sleeping bag from a grocery store. But, yeah, it was it was tough. Um, and then the other story right. I wanted to tell, and we're going a little bit of out of order, but you were talking about 50 yards in from the truck. Mm-hmm, when you saw mm-hmm. that hog on your very first yeah, hunt. Yeah. Um, I've been Texas hog hunting a couple times. Actually, one, I was deer hunting, but of course, if you're seeing deer, you're probably going to see hogs in Texas, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we, uh, we're we hiking uh, some public land. It's actually a riverbed. And we come out and we hike out and we get up to the truck. And we just it's a little bit of a steep climb to get out of the riverbed up to where our truck was. And we're just parked off the highway. And so none of our guns are loaded because we're doing this like basic you know, yeah, rock yeah. climb. Right. And so we get to the top and there's like 30 hogs all around our truck. I don't know what they're doing there, but they don't <laughs> like that we're there. So they start bluff charging us. And and like me and my buddy are like, oh, what do we do? So like, I just, I, and, you know, I've, I, this was years ago. This is like three years ago, four years ago. And I didn't know what to do. So I call the game warden because I know I'm not allowed to shoot on the road, but I'm standing on the road with like hogs chasing me around my truck. And I'm like, uh, warden, can I, can I shoot these hogs? They're, they're, they're bluff charging. Or actually, I was like, hey, I'm standing on the side of the road. There's hogs. Can I shoot him? He's like, no, you can't. And I'm like, well, they're literally charging us. Like, we're about to jump in the truck of the bed to try and get away from these things. He's like, oh, defend yourself. Defend yourself. <laughs> so, so now we're trying to, like, get our guns loaded up again. And we're hunting with uh, shotguns, double-lot buck shotguns. So I was like, oh, wow. just don't shoot my truck to my buddy. And eventually <laughs> the hogs ended up running off. But it just reminded me when you said you, you got into wow. 50 feet in the truck or 50 yards. But, yeah. Those are, yeah, hogs, man, that's crazy. Mean, I- man. Look, well, and, and, and I've been. It, it, sorry, it, it reminds me one one uh, one morning I was hunting by myself in that public land. Yeah, uh, it was a uh, that that was a, a public land close to Waco, Texas. Okay, so uh, there's a there's a big lake and um, the uh, the the whole area uh, surrounding the lake is the, the the hunting area. So. I remember that morning it was like 4 a.m. in the morning. I mean, really, really early in the morning because I, I wanted to get down the, the close to the close to the dam. Yeah. So I walked like three miles, and uh, I was doing like in I was going inside to to the dark uh, timber, and uh, and all of a sudden I was in the middle in the middle. Of I don't know forty, I would say fifty hogs <laughs> at God. dark, dark, and they no start. This, I I I don't know if they charged me or, or not, but I jumped into a tree and they were running around. <laughs> in my, I was uh I was having like a, a flashlight. I didn't have any headlamp, so I dropped it. Oh <laughs> it's God. When I was 
on the tree. So I remember that night, bro. That feeling. Hawks are scary. It's scary, bro. They've killed some people. They've killed some people in Texas. And look, I was going to comment right before that. that, I mean, we've done, Manano and I love um, spot and stock. Uh, Doing spot and stocking on, on hogs, right? And we did a lot of that on that public land and, and we do it at our lease now and, and we have a blast doing it. I, I found myself in, in kind of tricky situations. I, I remember I spotted a sow and a few uh, younglings there eating. And I, as I jumped them, they got scared and they got separated. The sow was on my left and the little ones were on my right. And I'm in the middle of it and they're calling her she's calling them you can tell she's not happy and i'm in the middle i'm like oh no (laughs) this is not a situation i want to be in and all i have in my hand is my bow with my arrow knocked in right and so (laughs) but she never did eventually they kind of ran to her and they went away and then there was another similar situation where i was kind of walking along the fence line on that on that public land and the hogs were i heard something coming so i stopped and I and the hogs were coming from the other side of the fence line. And this is, you know, I'm in the woods, right? And I just stood there and I see a satellite hog coming, another hog behind it. And then I see a bunch of little ones that deviate towards the fence. And as they, they deviate, the one in the back starts calling them. And I see the trail that they're on and I follow the trail with my eyes and I realize I'm standing right on that trail. Oh, geez. I'm like, oh, no. So (laughs) they kind of get to the fence line and we're talking. I was three yards away from the fence line. Right. They get to the fence line and the mama behind them gets upset and starts snorting at him, like telling him stop, basically. And the one in the front, the satellite turns around and faces me and they know something, the jig is up, something is going on. And at that moment, that big mama in the back, she runs towards the fence line and I'm thinking, oh, she's charging me. But she actually ran towards the fence line to cut in front of the little ones and push them aside and they all took off running. I, felt, I thought my heart was going to pop out of my mouth at some point, <laughs> but they, I've never been ch- directly charged by any hogs uh, yeah. so far, knock on wood. You know? we, yeah. we call that feeling like the buck fever, virulactus. It's a, it's heard a, it. <laughs> virulactus. It's a crazy word, but uh, dad came uh, up with that word. Right, right. Your dad so, did? Yes, yeah. So I guess I'm going to have some virulactus tomorrow because I'll be hunted early in the morning. So I'll I'll put a spun stock, and I'll make I'll I'll make a video for you, Michael. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, I so, have been charged by a pig, not not a big one, but uh, I've told the story actually on the podcast before. But same riverbed, different buddy. He's wow. actually never hunted before, so I was like, "Come on out!" Uh, look at the, I saw a Facebook post being like, "Hey, does anyone in this area hunt?" And uh, New Braunfels, right? Uh, and yeah. I was just like, "I hunt." I'm not good at it, but if you want someone to go with, I'm happy to take you. So I take this guy out with me, and uh, we hike down that same river. We don't see anything all day long. Um, We're hiking out, and about maybe 200 yards from the exit of the river, we run into a herd of pigs. And he's just like, well, what do I do? And I'm like, well, you pick one. And you shoot it. Like, <laughs> yeah. like that's that's what you do. I was like, this is this is all yours, man. And so he goes and he 
picks what is the biggest pick. And these aren't these aren't huge picks, but he he just shoots. And I think you mentioned it earlier. They scatter. They go all over the place, yeah, and they yeah. don't know what's going on, and it's chaos. Um, and that pick that he shot then charged him, like came straight at him. And I'm standing like right on his shoulder. And I'm like, man, I probably should have had my gun out as well. Yeah. Um, but it comes right at us and he unloads his shotgun on this pig, like no meat left over, but it, it like <laughs> skidded to his feet. Um, and it was, wow, it was, it was an experience. And he's like, can we eat this? And I'm like, oh, you can. I was like, that thing's half lead at this point. So, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was that was that was a scary moment. But either way, the guys now he's actually since moved to Montana. We, we have a funny turkey story as well. But he moved to Montana and now he's an avid elk hunter up there. So he's living the now dream. Now he will be charged by a grizzly bear. <laughs> Gosh, uh, yeah, the Ooh, shotgun won't be as effective there. Ooh, yeah, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, me neither. Well, I, I have a different level of respect for bears and. That's probably a great segue to probably our, our next and maybe last story since we've kind of gone over a little bit here. But uh, so that's actually the story that Manano and I said, well, we could probably tell that story. That's an awesome story. Right. So um, this was the first time Manano, I had gone to hunt with uh, Joe the season prior uh, because Gilbert invited me. And so Joe was kind of my guide. And uh, so I got to know Joe. Um, I always say my relationship with Joe started uh, with me. You know, he he was first my guide. Um, then, then he was my coach. Then he was my friend. And now he's my brother. You know, yeah. it's That's that was cool. kind of how my relationship with Joe and, and, and pretty much all the elk bros. Right. So the first time he was my guide and, um, you know, I was, I kept telling him, I was like, Hey man, next year, if possible, I'd love to invite a friend of mine. I know you guys would love, um, I was talking about Manano. And, uh, so <laughs> yeah, next they, they year, love because they were eating hot dogs and, <laughs> yeah. and, and cold, cold slice pizza. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, Manano came as a, as a, uh, camp chef and you know had all kinds of delicacies for dinner yeah. and they they love monano from day one because of that i want to hear more about that opening day recipe that you guys make i i uh i have some traditions but i'm throwing them all out the window because they don't work for me might uh, be the, so the picanha that you're talking yeah, about yeah 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 that's monano i want to hear i want to hear about that but that's that's off podcast because this is sure. not a food right podcast. sure sure but anyhow so um the next year, um, you know, I, I was so insistent that Joe was like, okay, fine, bring your friend, whatever, you know. So <laughs> so that year we put in for a draw, and uh, it turns out neither Gilbert, myself, or Manano drew on that unit. So we, Gilbert, myself, and Manano are like, let's just go. Even if we didn't draw, we just hang out with them, help them with their hunt. And uh, and learn, you know, so yeah. I still want to go elk hunting, whether or not I'm hunting, you know, so and we're like, yeah, man, let's let's all go. And so I said, you know what, I'm just going to buy an over the counter bear tag. And Manano did the same. And Gilbert bought an over the counter bear tag and an over the counter uh, turkey as well. So we just went with that. And uh Long short, one day, we're walking through the woods, 
Joe is in the front. I'm in the middle. Manano's in the back. And walking through what I baptize as the squeaky forest because <laughs> it was dark timber, right? But uh, the wind will make it squeak and it would sound like elk. And yeah. you know, Joe wears a hearing aid and, and every once in a while he, he would just turn around and look at us to kind of confirm <laughs> to see whether or not that was a cow, right? So, yeah. and we're like, no, Joe, that's, you know, we'll just point out. <laughs> it's like, and uh, so we're walking through. And Joe had just stopped and turned around and looked at us. And he said, guys, perfect conditions. He goes, he says, we have the sun on our back, and the wind in our face. And uh, so these are the perfect conditions. And he turns around and he keeps walking. And we keep following. And Manano, as much as I hate to admit, uh, he's got a keen sight and hearing in the woods. I mean, he can see animals where no one can see them and can hear them when no like way before anybody can, right? Yeah. And even I though have he the was same all... relationship with my <laughs> hunting buddy, I'm like, yeah. if you couldn't see so well in the woods and spot animals from two miles yeah. away, I wouldn't even like you. But <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> right. You do and you put that's me on right. animals. So let's keep hanging out, man. That's right. <laughs> so he was all the way in the back and he goes, Joe, Joe, Joe. And obviously Joe couldn't hear him, right? And I heard him and I turn around and he's like, I see Manano's eyes are this, this big. And I, I'm trying to call Joe and he's not listening to me. It's like, Joe. And eventually he turns around all disoriented and, and Manano is like, elk, elk. So Joe turns around, there's an elk coming through the woods, right? He's just kind of grazing through, coming towards us, like in an angle a little bit, right? Yeah. And 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 Joe sees it, he stops, and then he looks back at me and he's he 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 moves his mouth saying, Did you have a shot? And I kind of look in, in like in between the trees and I was like, maybe, <laughs> you know, and so I get ready, but I, you know, I, I was like, what is he talking about? I don't I don't have a tack. Um but, you know, he goes and he puts his hand like that. So I'm assuming that at that moment he recognizes like, oh, wait a minute. No, hold off. So he puts yeah. his hand down <laughs> like that. And when he puts his hand down, I lower my bow and he turns his hat. When Joe turns his hat, something's going to die. That's a deadly thing. <laughs> something's right going to die. So, That's so funny. So he turns his hat up, uh, you know, backside and... The elk starts coming kind of diagonally to us, and he draws, and as soon as he draws, he goes, yeah, and the elk kind of hesitates, and as soon as he hesitates, fuck, he lets it go, man, and sounded that, nasty. That was the sound, fuck, I remember. Yeah, yeah I, very vividly. Based on that, we said, okay, let's just, why don't we just calm down? We know it's a good hit. It's good blood. Let's just sit down here and wait. Okay, let that animal expire. Let's be patient. Joe, Joe is always go, 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 right? He's like, he, you know, yeah. he's he wants to get after. And we're like, man, let's just wait. You know, there's no rush. So the moment we decide we were going to do that, I take off my backpack. And as I take off my backpack and I start putting my backpack on the ground, I look up on and I see a bear coming. Oh. And I go guys bear and they're like where 
I'm like, over there. <laughs> and Joe is like, who? And then he he grabs the rangefinder and he gets on his knee and he's like, get ready. And I was already a full draw, man. I was like, <laughs> already yeah. Your backpack hanging from one elbow. <laughs> and Manano had his bow tied up in his backpack. And you can hear, yeah. I could hear Manano taking his backpack off <laughs> and trying to gra- take the bow out. And, and so I'm looking at this bear, man, and it's coming kind of quartering towards. And I'm like, I couldn't even tell how far it was, but I knew that as soon as he got over this lodge or yeah, this, this log, this, you know, laying down log there, he, he was going to be within 20 yards. So as soon as he gets over that log, I, I had my, my finger on the trigger and Joe says seven to, and I already fired. I mean, he was going to say 17 yards. So I already took the shot slightly quartering towards. I shot it a little bit frontal. So the bear takes the hit, turns around, and starts running away. And as he runs away, Joe calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cow calls. And I'm like, is Cow calling a bear? And so to our surprise, this bear is, I don't know if he was confused or what it was, but he kind of turned and it started walking, not feeling very good towards us. And at he that was point, disoriented, man, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And at yeah. that point, Manano, you tell your part. <laughs> yeah. That, that moment, I, I remember the, uh, the, the bear, I ranged it was 36, 37 yards. And I had a little window. And, uh, and I remember the bear turns and slowed down the pace. So I was a full draw. Man, as soon as he crossed that window, I cut him loose. And the, that arrow went through like butter. And then I was like, okay, I don't know if I, you know, pee my pants or not. I don't know if I have to <laughs> run or what I'm supposed to do. And I start shaking. And, you know, V-Rack is going to the roof. And we start, you know, high-fiving. And <laughs> we couldn't yeah. believe it, man. Within 10 minutes, no, we no, had shot... I- Actually, uh, I was I was seeing that video again, and, and a few weeks ago, it was just within five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, I mean, we had we shot an elk, and then immediately after, we shot and, a bear. But we we make noise, and we you know, yeah, start yeah. arguing and and doing yeah all the noise that we could. Uh, but that bear was coming. Because of the of the cow call Joel was made, yeah, you know? huh? He was coming to the. We, we think. I mean, that's the only explanation to, um, because it, again, it turned back to us after I made the first shot. So Manana made the second shot on it. So we're like, man, we're all excited. And I was like, oh my god, we just couldn't believe it. And I was like, man, do you think it was a good shot? Yeah, I think. I mean, so we're sitting there and. We're kind of discussing a plan for us. Like, well, let's just wait a little bit. Oh, oh, you, know, yeah. you might not remember this, Manano, but when you took the <laughs> shot, talking about Manano being able to see things, I'll let you, I'll let him tell you this. Yeah, when as soon as I shot the bear, I saw the the elk going. He he was down. He was bad. And he went up and took off running. And I said, I said, Joe, hey. L the L your L was there and he was you know running down in your the like, same okay. general direction as the bear. No, he went the other no. way. 
The no, only I mean, like, way. but when you spotted him, like you were looking basically through the bear and you saw the elk on the backside. No, no, he was kind no. of the side, the side of okay. the, the older side of the bear. So when if he, he shot the bear him, dead on, the the elk was diagonally to the left. Okay. When he how, shot how the many bear, yards apart were they? Like forty. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. So the so the when the when the bear ran backwards. The elk got up and ran diagonally to the right, from our left to the right. Luis, uh, uh, now that we are that now that that you mentioned it, I don't know if that bear get you know after that well that after that shot, he was confused, of course, but he probably got to the to the elk trail blood trail, or he sees yeah. the elk or something, and he turned that way, you know, because he, uh-huh. he turned. Definitely could have Actually, smelled that. My arrow, he was kind of a uh, facing us, so the in 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 his face was turning to the to the left. So my arrow, when he cut the, uh, you know the 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 upper part of, upper part of the eyes, and yeah, then uh, went to the to the shoulder, shoulder, and came out so, in front of the uh, the one of the hindquarters. Wow. Yeah. And mine mine went in right through in the front part of the shoulder and came out like behind the third of the fourth rib. So we crossed the it completely. The two <laughs> shots were like completely crossed. Yeah. I mean, both shots completely lethal. Yeah. Uh, but again, I mean, if you get an opportunity to put another arrow in the animal, make it quicker, the better. Especially with bears, because we learned that that time that it was hard That's to track him. It was hard to track him. Well, one, they're tough, right? And two, their hide, yeah. all that hair no, no soaks sucks up all the huh. blood, right? And it was just like it was so hard to find. I mean, we well, spent. Go ahead. Uh, how many holes did we make? At least oh. six, right? Yeah, it was six holes. Six holes <laughs> because one of them, the the arrow went through the leg, came out, and went back in. Jeez. So that and then came it's out again. Animal. So those were four, and then two of the other shot. So six holes. And and that, we and we bear. didn't find any blood uh, in the first what hundred yards, eighty yards. Yeah. And then so, the blood was very like just tiny droplets. Wow. droplets. That's crazy. Yeah. So so before we even went to look for the bear. Joe is like, okay, guys, we've waited enough. While we were waiting, we had three spikes come visit us. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, what is going on today, right? So, I mean, they just they just were coming in, and they bedded close to us, and then they got up and left. Crazy morning. But then eventually Joe got up, went right where Manano told him that elk had bedded, which – well, we were we were all in disbelief. I was like, "How did you see that?" We were all looking at the bear. How did you see an elk go through? And nobody, none of us saw it. And I looked through the videos, and you can't see it in the videos. But sure enough, that elk was exactly where Manano told Joe it was. So, so Manano crazy. went over there, found the elk, and then his his hands went up in the air like celebrating. Right. So then <laughs> after that, we started looking for the bear. It took us a while. And eventually I found a place where he was like by a log and the log was completely like bitten and tore up. It's almost as if 
destroyed so, all the, the and it, that was super close to where i finally found him you could see him underneath a pine tree which where we were very careful approaching that uh, <laughs> i bet uh but then we found out that what i think happened is his guts were coming out through one of the holes so what i think happened is probably as he was running over this log his guts got pulled up right there and they you know how they get mad and turn around and start biting I think that's what happened because that's where I saw the most blood. And then as I got up on that log and I started looking around, I saw it right underneath the pine tree. (laughs) We we were like all excited and Joe, hey, let's do this right. Joe was like, whoa, let's do this the right way, boys. This isn't one of those times you walk up with a little stick and poke it, right? (laughs) Yeah, well, we didn't, not even because we didn't even have handguns, right? So, and uh, so uh, Joe was like, Okay, Manano, you stay here, knock an arrow, be ready. And then I was walking right behind Joe with an arrow knocked, and Joe is very quiet. And then Joe grabs a, a rock, and he goes to throw it, and the rock doesn't even make it to the bear. And I'm like, Joe, really? <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> so, so I grab He's a rock, a, and a I hit it. Coach. He's a track coach. He's yeah, not like, uh, like as soon as, I, softball, as right? I throw the rock, it hits the bear. Joe turns. You see this on video. Joe turns it. He's dead. And then I get all excited. I get close. I still poke it. And then as we turn around, we poke the, poke the bear. Bear doesn't move. At that point, we're like, whoa, high five and celebrating, dogpiling. And uh, the the real work began because Joe went down to, to get the boys for help. And uh, Manano and I stayed and we basically completely cleaned um, completely gutted the bear and we uh we um we quartered the elk by the we time they got the there. Elk. yeah we did all of that while joe was able to go down to camp get the boys get the cavalry right. and get up there we, closely we, we were found we found a road right like five yards from the yes. bear of course. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't five yards. It was about a hundred yards. But I mean, we were no, we were really just driving from the bear. Remember, it died almost on the bank of the road. We still had to pull him. Remember, we had an, to pull him over road. a couple of logs. N- yeah. Not the main one, but an old yeah. one. Yeah, uh, and and it was, and it was it was an incredible day. I mean, we just couldn't uh, believe it, right? I mean, it, it just. Um, you, you get a bear tag, you, you kill it with your best friend. You, you know, you're there yeah. with Joe, you know. Uh, actually, I remember I asked Joe, hey, Joe, uh, you know, I'm a rookie. I don't, I haven't uh, experienced something like this before. I mean, an elk. And uh, that was my, actually my first elk in my whole life. Yeah. That, that I even see that elk in the woods. So, oh, wow. And, and I got to see an elk, and I had the opportunity to shoot a bear with my buddy. So I said, Joe, did you see, did, have you seen this before? And he was like, not in 40 years hunting in the woods. <laughs> so and, yeah. uh, do, you, do you know somebody that has shot like, like an elk and a bear in the same position without making a step? He was like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. I've heard of a couple like double elk stories, but never an elk and a bear. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And yeah. and again, I mean, I mean, this is public land. 
uh, or, uh, draw and uh, it just, you know, and with an over-the-counter t- bear tag. Yeah. Actually, Luis, uh, now, now that I, um, I'm remembering that, that hunt was the hunt that we got to the pond where we started, you know, telling about personal stuff, Joe, and then you, yep. you tell a story and then I tell a story and I, and we were like, Joe, you know a lot of things, bro. You, you don't have to, I mean, you, you, you can't die without, you know, passing along this information, yeah. bro. And he was like, man, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, a social media guy and stuff. And I yeah. said, yo, and now he's, he's like my father. He's on Instagram the whole day. <laughs> day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so even so, Joe, even Joe would say that those conversations he had with us on that hunt, um, in a way helped lit the fire that that led to to the elk bros um, was that for that same day was that same day that the bear and the elk no it wasn't the same day and 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 i had a conversation with joe about it and coincidentally like even the day before the day after manano had one with him it was very similar right and i didn't know and manano didn't know either that we we had the same conversation but then we found out through through joe that when he says, it's like, yeah, I mean, both boys yeah, we kind of talked to me about it. And we were taking a, you know, Joe, Joe goes like, uh, he goes with the flow. Uh, yeah. we, if we're hunting and, you know, the, we got to the 10 30 or 11, you know, where the animals was, uh, resting or stuff, we got to the ground and take a nap and we were taking a, the yeah. breakfast, I think, right? It was like yeah. 11 or it's a potato patch. Right. So uh, we were close to the pond and he was telling the story about the, a bear he shot on that pond and, and mm-hmm. so on. And I guess, Luis, it was one of the last days because I uh, we we had like seven days hunting with Joe and I realized he was a, you know, what I call a silverback, like gorillas, you know, the gorilla silverback that knows all kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so he yeah. he i said yeah you're silver back bro don't please don't die without passing along this information that, yeah. this you know, knowledge. That was, go ahead go ahead exact same message from my side was like hey joe i mean you, know, you got to think of a way um whether it's writing a book i mean i don't know i to be honest i don't know what to tell you and he, you know, his concern was you know the funding how do we how do we get the money for something like this i'm like man you know, valid, I get it, but I don't think that that needs to be what prevents you from doing it. Like if, yeah, if that's right. the limitant, then we need to figure out how right. to get the money to do this. In, but in, I never imagined, I never imagined that when I when I talked to Joe about this, I never imagined it in this scale. Yeah, never did amazing. I imagine that it was going to take off the way he did it. And and this is all because of Joe. Joe's drive and ability to materialize and, you know, his visions, um, it's just second to none. I mean, the guy's relentless in, in chasing and pursuing his visions, right? And, right, absolutely. And he puts a lot of work into it. So, I mean, and it shows, right? I mean, when you... And- 
And like Luis mentioned it, uh, we didn't have that conversation before between each other, but I think what inspired us separately is the way that he he is coaching you without coaching coaching you and and, yeah. and and you don't feel that you are you are being coached that's that's the beauty of of how he coach people it's a friend he, a, fa- a father figure giving you advice you know it's just yes yes and, something and, i told joe when he was on here was like you are not a hunter trying to teach people to hunt you are a teacher teaching people to hunt yes. like right. he comes from a different angle he knows how to deliver the message it's really it's really pretty right. cool he know he know he know how to open heads you know and get to the heads and open the heads put information and close it and get there and 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 and, and to to stick in the head, to to get the information and stay there, because yep. you can hear something and you can you, you will forget it. So, so yeah, um, he's definitely. I think that was the the, the 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 inspiration that why we have that conversation with Joe. The yeah. amount of knowledge and the way he the ability delivers. to deliver it. Absolutely. So, yeah, that was. I think yeah. that was the. You know, Joe touched on this a little bit briefly when he was on our podcast. And he, what he remembers distinctly is thinking, oh, come on, guys, I'm not that close to being dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, he did that was say a that. specific comment. Yeah. It was like, he, these guys he, all think he, I'm dying tomorrow. He did say that because I told him, I said, man, you, you can't die and take all this with you to the grave. And he's like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to be that close to being dead. What's up with that? Was I, I said, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, be, yeah. You're doing a disfavor to humanity to yep. like all of this knowledge of 40 years of hunting between you and Chaff. That's probably close to 80 years of hunting, uh, not being able to capture that in a way that other people can learn from that. It would be like such a waste. Of yeah. knowledge just being Absolutely. thrown away. It's like burning down a library. You know? Right. <laughs> it's a good way of putting it. It's a good way of yeah. putting it. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is and, fun, and guys. Not, Go ahead. And not not to mention about Chaff. I don't want to get standard here about yeah. talking about Chaff, but he, when he speaks, uh, you know, elk get quiet. Yeah. yeah. They stop he, and listen. <laughs> yeah. He he is a he's a you know the ninja. Leroy <laughs> yeah. awesome. Chav Chavez, the ninja. Right. Yeah, so, I'm hoping I'm hoping someday he'll uh, he'll jump on this podcast and tell some of his stories because, um, like you guys say, he's he's soft spoken. He doesn't have much to say, but I bet when he does, oh yeah, when he does, there's a lot of power to it. So yeah, very much. You'll I, I don't, Luis. Can you can you record re- recall? What he said, uh, yes, about the, about the uh, when yes. you burn your your yeah. you, you were my, drinking my, something or my it was hot coffee, hot I burned coffee, my, right? And I burned my tongue, so we were he was complaining, he was complaining right in the middle of a, of a, of a yeah, conversation. I was, I was taking water. a zip, and uh, and Chav is sitting there, and we're all kind of sitting there, some guys are moving around the kitchen. I take a zip and it was too hot. I was like, dang it. Man, I just burned my tongue. I hate it when that happens. And then, and then Chaff turns around, sits down and goes very quietly. He goes, yep. And it will happen again. <laughs> <laughs> it 
couldn't be more right. I was like, it's yeah, it's gonna happen again at some point. Yep. So I was like, yeah. Right. So man, and we all just broke out laughing and, and so that's that's the kind of brothers we have, man. That's right. amazing. Uh, yeah. and, and, and... Go ahead, Michael. Wait. Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say you you elk bros obviously have something special. Um, starting with Joe and Chav and going to all you know, all of you Texas boys as well. It's it's really something cool. Obviously, I've been a fan for a long time, right? Um, I think I told you guys that I was on your podcast as a video shout out like three years ago. I don't even know if my son was born then. So, yeah. um, but it's it's fun to see what you guys do. It's fun to see the people that you've brought in. Uh, it's just it's cool from top to bottom what you guys are doing. I think uh, the Elk Bros are my favorite. So I'm, I'm I appreciate thank you guys coming you. on the podcast. Very honored. Appreciate it. That's the whole intent. Thank you. I I guess what uh, the the uh, diversity. It's what makes us different. So, and 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 we don't have any some sort of a you know a scripted uh, guide or, or or paper we have to read on on the podcast. It's just and and most of the time I, I'm unleashed. So and Joe, <laughs> I make Joe's really mad because he was like, "My nano, please don't keep it PG, boys. Keep it PG." Yeah, that sounds about then, right. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying that sounds like Joe yelling, "Keep it PG." Yeah, yeah, and then Beto goes like, he turns out like this quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, then he, Joe goes, "Oh Lord, please!" <laughs> we had a live. We have we had a live podcast yesterday. Yeah, we did a live on YouTube, and 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 uh, Joe was sweating bullets. Man, he was just. Sweating I bet, especially just, when when Guy came on as an audible up there, and I was like, "Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah." We were all there, and he knows that we will all get together. You know, it's it's very unpredictable. Yeah. Very unpredictable. Right. Yeah. But when, when actually when uh, when we were in the mountains the day that Luis shot the elk, uh, we were having a conversation, and right in the middle of the conversation, he he deviates a, a little bit, saying, "Hey, Manano, please don't poke the bear." You know, Beto, he <laughs> he gets easily distracted and he got unleashed. Please don't don't poke the bear. You know this program this. This podcast is for kids and everybody. Don't, don't, don't do it, bro. But he goes like, seriously. And I said, Joe, please. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's the way it is, bro. That's <laughs> it's amazing. Podcast. That's so great. Well, guys, this has been fun. Um, I know you said you had a million other stories, but I also think that uh, we've used a lot of your time. So I want to say thank you very much for jumping on the podcast. Uh, typically at this point, you guys would throw out like where people can find you if you want to, or you can just sure. walk off into the sunset and be done with it. We can, we can do it however you guys would like. You bet, man. Now, uh, as you mentioned, uh, we're part of the Elbros crew. You know, we like to call ourselves the Venezuelan mafia uh, within right. the Elbros. Uh, that's kind of the way we were baptized within the group. But uh, you know, you can reach us by email. Uh, minus Luis L U I S at Elbros.com. Manano's is uh, Manano. MG, M- MG uh, no, no, it's, Yeah, well, I mean, either or, right? Uh, Manano yeah. is M-A-N-A-N-O at Elbros.com as well. Yeah, yeah. either that one or MG at VMHunters.com. So, uh, Michael, thank you very much. And uh, I 
I really enjoy your podcast, and um, uh, yeah. I like this yeah. kind of podcast that don't, yeah. you don't you didn't give me any kind of a guide right. or, or limitations piece of paper that I have yeah. to read something because yeah. I no, my goal it. is to stay out of your way. I want you guys to just shoot the shit like that's it. No, thank you for <laughs> yeah. thank you for giving us the opportunity. Uh, we we really enjoyed it. It does have the feel of. Uh, you know, an L camp type conversation around yeah. the campfire. And what I think that you're, you're onto something really nice and encourage you, like you to continue to do it. So, uh, you yeah. know what I'll say about you guys is that you guys do on the Elk Bros podcast bicker a lot. And I feel like I actually saw some of the connection of like, you guys are actually best friends. Like it, it takes two best friends to kind of have that kind of back and forth, that bickering. Right. <laughs> but I could see beyond that here today, which was cool. Cause often on the Elk Bros, I'm like, man, these guys never cut cut each other a break. They hate they hate <laughs> each other. Yeah. <laughs> but the, yeah, but it's like that. It, look, we guys are like, we're oh, on the that part. You do it. We, we talk. We talk to each other on a daily basis. Uh, twice a day, uh, maybe yeah. more. Right. I mean, um, you know, it's funny how a relationship in Spanish is different than it is in English. Uh, when we're with the Elk Bros, we're bantering the whole time at each other, you know. Yeah. And in Spanish, we do it, but it's a different intensity for some yeah, reason. But, I don't know. Yeah, but <laughs> even even in the woods, we keep, yeah. you know, hammering each other. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> I do with my buddies as well, yeah. You have to. And, 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 and look, you know, we get in each other's what? nerves, right? We're completely opposite personalities, right? Um, right? And we get in each other's nerves all the time. But the most important thing, and I think it's key to a long-lasting friendship, is that at the end of the day, knowing that we have differences, we know that above all, we love each other, and we're going to be there for each other when each other needs when one one needs the other, right? So, yeah, I think I think even though we're very different, we have that clear mindset, and we understand that that's an unwritten rule that's never broken. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Guys. Right. That's great. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank I really, you. really appreciate thank you, it. Man. This was fun. Um, and I'll have you guys back, I'm sure. You'll probably have 50 new stories between then and, and, and whenever. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we we have them already. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, every every yeah. hunter does, right? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank, thanks again. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Thank and you, you Michael. To, it was a pleasure. All right, guys. That's it. Another couple stories in the books. I want to thank Louise and Manano very much for jumping on and sharing their stories with us. Uh, we've almost got all of the Elk Bros on at this point. We're just missing Chav, uh, the ninja. And so hopefully we get him on soon. But again, Louise and Manano, thank you guys. Thank you for sharing your passion. Thank you for sharing your stories. Thank you for sharing your friendship. Um, so that being said, guys, make sure you follow them on Instagram. Uh, of course, there's the at Elk Bros or the Elk Bros, and then there is at VM Hunters. Uh, I've put all that stuff in the show notes, so you can simply click there and uh, check out what those guys are up to. And then beyond that, don't forget to follow us at Hunting Stories underscore official. Uh, that's where we're going to post stuff about upcoming episodes, hopefully eventually some giveaways, stuff like that. Uh, and then finally, please don't hesitate to share this podcast. That's how we're finding more and more great storytellers, just people finding out about us 
and then reaching out telling me that they want to tell some stories. So please do it for us. Um, and then beyond that, guys, just thank you so much. It's the end of the year here, and I'm thankful for you guys. This podcast has blown up. It's bigger than I ever expected, especially in the first six months. So I want to say thank you to you guys for just tuning in. Now you guys know what it is from here on. Go make some stories of your own.